0: Welcome to Tech Talks, the technology podcast publishing on Mondays and Thursdays. We tackle the issues facing our sector through the ideas and stories of industry founders, leaders, and tech enthusiasts. On today's Tech Talks, we're talking to Dr. Wei Tui. He is the co-founder of Squirrel AI, a Chinese ed tech firm. However, before that, I think it's only fair that we talk about the weather, Robin.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Uniquely British. Let's talk about weather.
1: I love it. It's insane though. Be 37 degrees tomorrow, so right, they say. I had 39. No. Yeah. Well, that's hang on.
0: Why are you being like 37? can't be 30 it's like two degrees <laughs>
1: yeah i know but like, that's
0: oh like, how don't be mental <laughs> but, that, but
1: that's like desert weather that's like dubai kind of 40 degrees 37.
0: 37 and 39 aren't that different
1: yeah right? i know but you know what i mean it just sounds so insane does not it but you
0: see the weather's fine i like i'm fine with the heat um i'm gonna moan but i'm not gonna moan about the weather i'm gonna moan about the infrastructure. Okay. Because ahead. that's subtly different, right? Because <laughs> there was this thing. Uh, I was talking to my wife this morning, who was who's who's uh, got this week um, uh, away from home. She's with her parents-in-law. So, uh, sorry, with my parents-in-law, with her parents, and she was watching Jeremy Vine. And they were talking about weather winders. Oh, yeah. It's like no, it's perfectly appropriate to bitch and moan about the weather when you're stuck on southwest trains without aircon, everyone is sweating to death
1: because (laughs) it's like
0: the greenhouse effect. It's perfectly appropriate to moan about the weather when you're on the central line and it's like 55 degrees.
1: I had this problem. I was on the way to a meeting uh, yesterday and there was was minor delays on the tube whilst I was on my way and I was late and I was stuck there underground and it was packed. The central line is always packed. And I was just sweating, like, I need to get off this train. But I find it's like that all year round, though, like, regardless.
0: No, it's not that bad. I mean, yeah. I, I do I do like the fact, though, that there's, there's a gallows humour element to it. Like, I think it gets, it gets to the point where it's so ridiculous. Mm. Everyone just kind of, they feel like rubbish, but kind of it's like we're all in it together. Like, yeah. I noticed on the train, like, people <sighs> just sweat running down them and they're just kind of, like, smiling and kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, about it. But... Yeah, so I'm not complaining about the weather. The weather in itself is fine. Being stuck in London that doesn't have the infrastructure to cope with it, however, is a different matter.
1: think I've turned a cool bit of tan?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I never tan, so... Do you not? No. You burn? Yes. I have to wear back to 50s uh, kiddies sun cream. Do you? Yeah. Oh. When, when I go abroad and I go swimming, I have to wear a rash vest that's like SPF 50. Oh, Dave. So bad.
1: I've got a good tan enhancer you can have. Borrow.
0: And what new skin?
1: No, no, no. So, <laughs> I, I don't ever really tan, and I use this thing um, recently. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like it hasn't got any SPF in it. You put it over your, your sun cream, and it helps, and it helps you tan, like naturally. Oh. And when I went to Malta a few months ago, I, best tan I've ever had in my life, and I never tan.
0: I, look there we go reasons to have you on the podcast jack would have never told me yeah
1: that. Uh, it's called Foxtan, actually for those who want to know it costs, <laughs> it costs 12 pounds and you can get it in superdrug and my mum used it on my recommendation and she came back from holiday looking insane
0: i promise you we are not taking endorsements from superdrug
1: we're not we're actually not <laughs> okay
0: so you mentioned desert like weather guess where else has deserts where china
1: Oh, and our guest, idea.
0: our guest is coming from China today. Uh, so Wei Tsui, Dr. Wei Sui, uh co-founder of Squirrel AI. This is about EdTech. I'll be perfectly straight with you folks. Um, we had to record this in the speaker lounge at AI Expo. So there's a bit of background noise and Wei does have a rather strong Chinese accent. So please do listen carefully. Apologies about that. This is a passion project podcast. So every now and then forgive us for the for the slight sound quality issues. But do listen in. It's really interesting. And we'll be back with some comments afterwards. So we're talking to Dr. Wei Tui from yes. Squirrel AI. Yes. Uh, here um, at the AI and Big Data Expo. Yes. Which you're here Absolutely. for. Just You've flown in for this expo for two days and you're speaking today, right? Right. Exactly. Cool. So before this conference, I wasn't really familiar with Squirrel AI, and you are based in China and only in the Chinese market at the moment. Yes. So I suppose it's unsurprising that I hadn't heard of you as as, as much as I might have done a, a, a US, uh, sorry, a UK or a, or a European based business. So yeah. it'd be really useful to first of all find out a little bit about Squirrel AI okay. and why it is that you, okay. as one of the founders, yeah. co founders,
2: yeah. started the company. Yeah. So in um, Squirrel AI, it's a uh, it's a company, education company, uh, based in Shanghai, uh, in China. So what we are doing is, is that we are developing intelligent adaptive learning system, in order to provide personalized education to K12 students in China. So it's an online learning system. So once the students using our system, they can get personalized learning content and a personalized learning path, hmm. so that every student can learn at their own pace. So our system can increase, increase the, the students' learning efficiency and help the students learn in a more effective and a more efficient way.
0: Okay, yeah. if you don't mind me asking, I, I am quite naive. I know that China is a huge country. I obviously know that it's got a huge population, but mm. you're based in, in Shanghai. Right. How many
2: kids are you actually working exactly. with? How many people are learning via your system? So um, we, we, our company is founded in 2014, mm-hmm. so accumulatively, uh, and there are nearly two million students using yeah. our have, have used our system. Wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know that Chinese market is very big. There are nearly two two hundred million students in China. So just a small small share, but we are. Don't think very anyone fast would.
0: Don't think anyone would ever say that two hundred was a small share.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you're being modest there.
0: It's yeah. obviously done pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, look, why? Mm. What's the problem? Like, if I look at te- my mum was a teacher. Yeah. Everyone has complaints about education systems, curriculum, yeah. new government ministers coming in. This could be improved. This could be tweets. But yes. this is a fundamentally different approach to education altogether rather than tweaking yeah, with the system. So, what yeah. was the problem that made you go, you know
2: what? We need to put this product out to market. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the in China because there are too many students and there are just uh, not so many teachers. And every every students desire to have high quality education, mm. high quality education, especially the personalized education. Yeah. But how? How? However, however, the high quality teacher is lacking. Is lacking. So. And our using our system, using our system, the, the students the students can can learn at their own pace because in their public in the public schools, every, the contents for every student are exactly the same. And also the learning speed for every student is also the same. But for those high performance students, they can learn fast. But however for the low performance students, they learn very slowly. They cannot catch the cannot follow the teachers. Mm. So our system can provide the most super confidence and the most suitable speed which is which is which is suitable for that student to make them make them make them more more easier to learn. Much easier to learn. What age ranges. So we are we are talking about k 12 students in China. Right. Yeah. Yeah. k 12 students. Sorry, k K, k-, 12, k- 12, Yeah, from the first grade to 12th grade.
0: Okay, so are we talking about kind of five, six years old
2: through to 16, roughly, or? Uh, through, uh, to 18. 18, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's
0: the whole kind of formal education, I suppose, as we would see it over here.
2: Yes, right. Okay. Yes, right.
0: And what subjects?
2: Yeah, currently we have a of six subjects, including Chinese, English language learning, mathematics, physics, chemistry, and biology. Okay. And in the future we are expanded to more subjects, be will be the science, be the history. Yeah.
0: History would be a bit of an outlier, I suppose, compared. to, or or, or is it? Because I look at all of those, and they are very much the STEM subjects, with the exception, I suppose, of languages. But we've had linguists on this podcast before, so I know that AI can be applied to to the to, the, to the to language
2: acquisition. Yeah, but for but we have we have successfully applied the AI technology to serve the to apply it to the traditional Chinese language learning. Yeah. So so yes. Uh, compared to the mathematics and the physics it is relatively ideas, harder to to apply the ai to, to the to the arts to the, R R language, to the R R subjects including chinese including english but however we would make it so we how does the technology actually added. work because this sounds great but yes. kind of
0: d- describe what, what experience the student
2: has so yeah. So what do we, the technology, the technology we have used in, behind our system is the artificial intelligence and also the big data analysis. So we use the uh, AI to mimic the behavior and the and knowledge experience of the high quality teachers. Mm. So because the system can memorize everything, and also the, the system can learn, can evolve itself. So so that our so that our system can can recommend, can select. The most of the super yeah. content. Um, that's right. what, what, what data points are you capturing? Question. What, what
0: yeah. kind of are we talking about keystrokes here on a keyboard? I, I, I think when we spoke, yeah. we met last night, and, right. and I think you were talking about kind of tracking eyeball movements and yeah. so on. So, what kind of data are you actually capturing?
2: Yeah, actually, we we are tracking everything we can track. Yeah, yeah, we are we are collecting every every data we can we can, we can we can we can collect through our system because the yeah. the, the advantage of us is that the system learn learn through our system, mm. so that we can collect anything from the from the system. What the students is using our system, yes. including the logging data, the the time spent for each question, mm. and also the, the difficulty the difficulty level for each question, and also the the mouse click stream data for each student, and also we use the camera to catch the facial expression, the the, the eye tracing, and also we. We use some device to collect the real wave for each student, so that we can have a for students profile.
0: How many hours a day is someone using this system? Because it sounds like a very uh, individual learning experience, and at a, certainly when you're talking about seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old children. Yeah they need social interaction, they need kind of a, an environment where they can interact with each other to learn social skills. And
2: yeah, actually actually, our, our system can help, can help the students, can help those students to, to have more time for social activities because our system can save the learning time because the, the, the students learn in a more efficient way. For example, before. The students will spend two hours in order to finish to finish learning about twenty most points. After using our system as we'll spend only half the time using one hour to finish those twenty points. So it saves their time. For the other left one hour, the students can do the social activity, to do sports, everything else.
0: So do you do you recommend a certain amount of time per day for someone to use Squirrel AI in school? Is it is it like a right two hours is the yeah. optimal yeah. amount of time?
2: Yeah. And in general in general, so the average using time for our system is two hours per week.
0: Right. And per week.
2: week. Yeah, per week. Okay. Yeah, because the two hours can. We have covered all the knowledge points the students learned in their state scores. Mm. so the tools can help the student to 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 review those knowledge. To our system can find the weaknesses the students have already learned. How how have teachers reacted to this? Okay. And, Actually, we are we are we have to reduce the burden of the teachers. So we help the, the teachers because once the students using our system, the teachers won't need to uh, need to do the grading stuff. Need to uh, need to do the homework stuff. So the, the students can use our can, can use our system for their homeworks, and also they can they can improve their performance after using our system. Because for for example, for those in for those. Students who have the ninety-five scores mm-hmm. in their exams, they don't they don't need to finish all the all the assessment, all the homeworks. They just need to finish five percent of the homeworks. For those students with the 60 score, they only they, they need to finish forty percent uh, of their homeworks. So for different students the amount of time they spent okay, so to uh, spend. So, 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 just like,
0: just quickly uh, switching uh, focus yeah. to, to you as an individual. Yeah. Um, how's the experience been leading leading a business that has two hundred million customers? And how how, how how many employees do you now have as a business?
2: Yeah. Currently, uh, in, uh, there are nearly two thousand uh, employees. So, cool. So, look, we always
0: like to try and get a nugget of insight from mm. someone who's who's nice. led a successful tech business. What's the biggest learning you've had? If you were to turn around to other people, and this might be interesting because we've never had the opportunity to ask someone who's so alien in terms of, you know, we're normally talking to people from the UK or the US or or Australia. So China obviously is an entirely different culture. So what learning would you try to pass on to someone who's trying to start a tech business?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the Chinese market is very suitable for doing business in artificial intelligence and and also its application Hmm. because we know that there are one of the core elements of the the application AI is is um, big data Hmm. big data and high quality data so actually Chinese markets provide such environment because there are a huge amount of population population is very big in China so that after a few years we accumulate a lot of data. So and this data we uh, help have to have to improve the AI algorithm to make it better. And the, once the AI algorithm improves, the product will get improve. The product gets improve will attract more users. Yeah. So it's a it's a, it's a it's a good sector, a good sector. Yeah.
0: And what's next good for the business.
2: the business? Yeah. Uh our our next step to of the business to uh, first, we hope to expand it to more subject and uh, sector. So we are we are doing a uh, MCM system. So the MCM system. Uh, include the methodology, the mode of learning and also the capacity. So this MCM system we have created is help students to gain the ability of problem solving. So that it, so that our system not only teaches the students about knowledge, we also teach the students of the ability teach the ability of problem solving. So that the, the students using our system they will gain the lifelong learning ability. So now, well, look, it's yeah, been an absolute
0: pleasure to spend some time with you. I know that you're busy today and talking. Uh, yeah. So thank you for sparing some, some time and have a safe trip home. Thank you, Right. I, um, I'll start out with a question. Okay. This is obviously offering huge benefit to a lot of students, right? Yes. Where we've got emerging tech and they're using big data, and we're giving away a lot of data, does the progression that that tech offer outweigh concerns around privacy and data or should we not have to contemplate the either or like should we just build companies that are using data in a responsible way because i'm not saying that squirrel aren't using data responsibly but all the way through this my my thought was that's a hell of a lot of data they're collecting what then happens to that
1: yeah i i understand that and i think it it's so circumstantial because I feel like in an environment that they've created this in like China is such a highly populated I, I, I country yeah. that there must be so much pressure on the teaching capabilities that they have over there to make sure everyone's learning to the same standard and you know in, in a way that's tailored best for them
0: and you've obviously got the concerns around what's going on with the social scoring system and the Chinese government yeah. and how they're using data and it's yeah. like <sighs> They, Squirrel came across as a brilliant company. They were wonderfully welcoming. They were wonderfully giving of their time. And I've got absolutely no evidence to suggest that they're misusing data. So that is not what mm. I'm saying. But I'm saying more generally, yeah. where we've got these potential step forwards in health, because there have been questions lobbied at the likes of Babylon Health before in terms of how they use their data. And they've been another company that we've had on the podcast. Um, and EdTech, which is using a huge amount of data to... Provide this personal learning experience, and you know there there are companies in the UK, GL Education, who had on the uh, on the podcast not too long ago, doing similar stuff in the UK. Is there at the minute the appropriate transparency that there needs to be around what happens with that data? I'm 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 not convinced yet that there is.
1: But it seems that these businesses have good intentions as to what they're doing. It and that's the point of the question, right? Is the
0: progress is, is 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 the benefit of the progress outweighing the concern at the minute?
1: I think, yeah, I think it's the, it depends on the model of the business. Like, for example, when you look at instances like Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, yeah. all from like a sales perspective or for commercial gain, whereas this is for the benefit of like the, the educational sector and for children yeah. to do better. So I don't know, it just depends what they'd want to use that 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 How data for. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, what, what do you think that they want to use a data like that? Well, I
0: mean, look, you, you look at examples of kind of um, health trackers in the States having very close uh, ties in with insurance businesses who have very um. close, close ties to government and policymakers. And you have question marks there. How data is used in a transparent and fair system. Yeah. And if you look at the work of the ODI around the world... There are some questions that need to be answered. Um, so I think Squirrel AI are using this in a very positive way, but I think that of the entire technology industry, it's something that when you hear yeah, all of sure. this and how it can improve things, how we can make things efficient, progress, yeah. fine. But are we doing it with enough check and balance around transparency and fairness? I suppose that's the no, only thing I wanted no, to raise. No, I,
1: I completely agree. And I think if, if that was introduced to the UK market or the US market, there would definitely be Kind of a spotlight on that because of what's going on at the moment and everyone's taking like a yeah. heavy interest in it especially with the new legislation around gdpr china don't really have that you know as you mentioned no, the, yeah, the, yeah. the social scoring system didn't really care as much i think the, the government kind of sees it more as a positive to collect as much data as possible well yeah they,
0: they, they have an authoritarian streak yeah. shall we say
1: exactly so for them it's probably more of a benefit whereas if it, that, that was in our market and screw wanted to expand that they wanted to if they coming to the UK I reckon that would have a bit of an effect on their business model entirely because we'd have those checks in place well
0: you say that but then you look at it like we say we look at the health market and yeah. maybe not look getting on to a more positive thing though how awesome that the suggestion is that it gives kids more time to actually be social yeah, and that it gives teachers more opportunity to engage with their students and not be so concerned with paperwork and with marking etc I, I think We talk about AI. When we talk about AI, we talk about the positives of how it's going to augment people's roles. Mm -hmm. If Squirrel AI can take the heavy lift and shift of homework, of marking and of making sure each student is moving at an appropriate pace, that gives teachers far more time to actually engage with those kids on a one-on-one basis. And I think that's augmenting a teacher's role. And I think that the key thing that a teacher can do for any child anywhere in the world is inspire them. And they can only do that if they've actually got the ability to get to know that kid and to spend mm-hmm. time interacting with them. So I think that's that's something that could come out of this, that for me, if the AI can deliver the learning, amazing. Mm-hmm. If it gives teachers more time to be quality teachers, that's even better.
1: So does this work hand in hand with teachers then in terms of... because? I'm trying to think about certain subjects that I would find that difficult in So I think for things like mathematics, you know, it's just a straight yes or no answers to most things. Well,
0: I mean, as, as as he says, he says in the in in the, in the interview, kind of history, languages, the the, the 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 range of subjects they're applying this to is huge.
1: I personally would benefit more from like a human engagement from things I wasn't quite understanding. Because I can get quite yeah. frustrated as well if I'm if I'm really not understanding something, um, like I used to get in in school with certain topics it kind of it helps a lot more getting that personal interaction from that teacher as to be like, right, and having a conversation with you to help you help you get there. I I'm curious as to how like AI can can bring you that around a topic that isn't just a yes or no answer like mathematics would be.
0: Well I mean the the, the example that they give there is that if it can if it can make learning more efficient it frees up more time for all of those activities for the student and the teachers to have a relationship aside from just teachers pulling their hair out and trying to get them to just do yeah. the basic work
1: yeah I think it is great though don't get me wrong so I think like, having having a model that f- that is tailored to you personally is great because people do learn in different different yeah. ways and people are more naturally better at certain skills and subjects than others like I'm absolutely terrible at maths but I'm quite good at English, whereas I know people that are really good at maths and not so good at, at writing. And I? also
0: kids kids develop at different ages. So if the, yeah. if the learning system is is constantly learning where you're at, mm. say so you get put in a bottom set and, then, and the school makes a mistake mm. and you learn at the pace of all of the kids in the bottom set, yeah. then that can really set a child back if they shouldn't be in that set. Mm. Whereas this might think that... The school might think you're in the bottom set, but actually this goes... Well, maybe they started there, but they've accelerated through, and over the last six months they've shown that they're at this ability, they're at this standard. They can spot things, I guess that the schools ordinarily, if you think about some of the flaws in the existing system, wouldn't spot.
1: Yeah, I kind of I, I agree because I kind of had the similar problem in college where I went to a I went to quite a, a good college my first year. And um, but it was quite a heavily populated college and the classes were already packed out, like yeah. 30 people. And it was a case of if you didn't, if you weren't working at everyone else's pace, you, you were left behind because yeah. there was kind of that natural expectation, for that kind of college for you to be at everyone, but at the same level as everyone else. And I wasn't really doing well my first year in quite a few subjects, which I thought I would naturally be good at. I wasn't getting the help that I needed because there was 30 other kids in my class that could, yeah. that were working at that ability. And when I reached out for help, I wasn't getting it. And then I moved colleges to my local one in, in Andover because it was easier for me to get to and half, I had any more people there. Um, but the classes were like four or five people in a class, it was tiny. And I felt, and I ended up doing a lot better because I got more out of it because mm-hmm. it was just more personal. I had that one on one experience that teacher. But if, if I stayed at that college for my first year, I probably would have done a, a lot worse and, didn't, and wouldn't really understood what, what was going on, what I was learning about. Because of the environment that it was in. That's why I do think that these, that this kind of tailored learning is great because people like me, for instance, I had that experience in college. You know, I was kind of very close yeah. to being massively disadvantaged from a certain structured learning.
0: Last last quick point. Everyone talks about China being great for AI. China's doing this with AI, China's, China's doing that. And I've always kind of thought why? Why are they so far ahead of the game here? Mm. And it's that simple. Simple point that that Wei-Tui makes. Um, it's a huge market. I'd never really thought about it. Like two million. So they've got two hundred million students in Chinese education, of which Squirrel AI has taught two million. That's
1: crazy, isn't it? That's
0: huge numbers. Yeah. That's huge numbers of data to collect that helps make their system better. So I'd never really thought about it in those simple terms. There are a billion people in China. Lots of data to collect. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's a simple fact of it.
0: It's nearly the summer holidays, but school isn't quite out because General Assembly, a pioneer in education and career transformation, specialising in today's most in-demand skills, have an offer for you. So GA offer a wide range of programmes in web development, data science, user experience design, digital marketing, product management, and lots more. And for you, for our listeners, they've got an offer of 25% off their classes and workshops by applying the code TECHTALKS25 at the checkout. There are some terms and conditions. They asked me to rank them. Frankly, that's not gonna happen, but I can tell you that the code is valid until August the 31st, and it's not applicable to GA's full-time, part-time or online circuit courses. Once the code's applied, workshop tickets are non-transferable. The discount code cannot be retroactively applied to workshop tickets already purchased or used in conjunction with other discount codes. One thing, as a former technology recruiter, I can tell you that there's a real shortage of some of these skills in the market. So with all this beautiful weather that we're having, I reckon there are far worse uses of your time than getting down there and doing a bit of continuous learning. Welcome back to Tech Talks. One quick bit of technology news. Snap's pretty much, uh, I don't know, it's old news, right, isn't it? Snapchat.
1: Snapchat, I don't use it anymore. Yeah. Haven't used it in ages
0: interesting then the the latest news reports are that they are adding 13 million daily active users what yeah
1: how what age range though
0: no developing markets what
1: do you mean
0: so they are basically targeting India uh, in a big way. So in 2019, the company has launched eight new languages that are spoken by more than 750 million people, mm-hmm. including Hindi, Punjabi, Marathi, Gujarati, Vietnamese and Urdu. Wow. Given that most of those languages are in the Indian market, it's safe to say that Snap sees India as a place to grow. And linking back to a point on, on Squirrel, mm-hmm. one billion users in China, that's why AI is progressing at such a rate in China. There's all of those users. Yeah. For companies like Snap, Chat again, um, okay. China's a harder market for various obvious reasons, but India—a billion people there to tap into to get using on their on their products.
1: That's correct. I, I honestly thought Snapchat was on its way out because I remember it booming in in the UK years ago. <laughs> I remember they done an update what, about a year ago that no mm-hmm. one got on with, and they were too stubborn to change it back, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Then. Carly Jenner put a tweet about oh, I shouldn't enjoy it anymore and I think it lost like how much did it lose off its share value it was millions from yeah. that one tweet and since then I just like haven't really I, could, I don't even use the app at all anymore
0: did but interesting yet? isn't it that our, our perception of that company is obviously our own filter yeah. bubble um, of who we know on it. And it kind of ignores the fact that these are global businesses and there's different markets that they can be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Evan Spiegel's been talking about the fact that they've partnered with global telecoms companies that serve more than a billion people, again, those wow. emerging markets, uh, so to, to help manage data costs. Um, the, the assumption being that obviously people in, in developing countries often have... A bigger restriction on the amount of data that they can use. Obviously, we pay for data on our mobile contracts. Mm -hmm. It's more expensive for data in some of those emerging countries. So they have to make sure that data costs are kept low for um, Snap to expand. And this was, this is why I wanted to talk about it as well, because I wanted to make that point that that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like they want to get their products in front of people in emerging tech, in, in emerging markets. Therefore, the big tech companies are artificially lowering the cost of data to get their services in front of these people. Okay, not cool that big tech is so able to manipulate and to uh, influence markets. We know that, and there has to be greater regulation and transparency. But good if it's making access to technology cheaper and more available to more people.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I get that second point. But then, for what gain, right? It's making it cheaper, but what's the purpose of it? So we can all, you know, take, take photos data. of ourselves
0: with filters yeah. on. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I, just, i just—I always assume that they were already in these markets. I had no, because it's been around for years. Yeah. Such a big name in the social media space. I, I just assume that they already branched out these different areas.
0: So it shows you that's not the case.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit worrying though in, in in markets like that, like similar to China, where there isn't as much regulations around the harvesting of data and the usage of it I mean that sounds like it can only go one way from there the the bigger that it grows right
0: goes back to our initial point that there probably needs to be more transparency around the way the data is used and kind of organisations like the ODI have to be at the forefront of the industry right do you
1: think they'll get that in India
0: (laughs) Uh, well the ODI is a a, a global organisation so you can you can hope you have to kind of work towards the assumption that yes we can
1: yeah yeah
0: so Hot weather? Hot weather. Men in shorts in the office? No, Thoughts? not yet. Good Only... thing, bad thing? Uh, should be allowed? I think it should be allowed. Yeah, I think so. Why not? I- I'm going to say that men should be allowed to wear shorts right now. Because, you know, no no, no offence, but women can wear skirts. Like
1: You can't even really wear, like, there isn't really a formal style of short sleeve top. I am
0: wear... dying in black jeans. Yeah, that sounds awful. I mean, admittedly, I don't know how to wear black. <laughs> uh, but,
1: no but I, I agree because you're, you're, you're near the office right now and you see people walking down the street wearing their shorts and their skirts and it makes absolutely you don't think you need anything of it. Yeah. You, it to be expected to work in 37 degree heat tomorrow in, in a suit in like suit trousers and a, and a shirt and having no alternative sounds like absolute <laughs>
0: hell maybe I should wear a skirt make <laughs> a point <laughs> maybe should I should wear a, a skirt shirt. to make a political point <laughs> yeah. but screw you oh true
1: if you wear one, I wear one. And then what can they say? <laughs> they can't tell if all of us...
0: Yeah, I am doing a broadcast <laughs> at one o'clock across all of our social platforms. I don't know how the skirt would go down on that.
1: Uh, <laughs> or you can wear... Three um, quarter Oh, yeah. That's more acceptable. They never look good. I don't know. It depends. Jean ones, maybe. Maybe. It's
0: not okay. what you want,
1: though. Chinos?
0: Chinos. Not really my thing. No. Stay hydrated, folks, and we'll be back on Monday.